Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And this is the weekly story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. All right, Remington. A very special event happened recently that I, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you talked about deeply with our editor. Uh, oh, oh yes, yes, the, the thing we definitely talked about in the pre-banter that's already been recorded. Yes, 100% that you are definitely not recording after the fact due to the fact that, uh... <laughs> Don't worry about it. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes, yes, or it, it, lately at the time of recording, and I say recently, it, we, we always live in a time warp, but Dylan's birthday was at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it exists. The man got older. He did get older. Day he by day. Old. Yeah, and he did not grow much wiser because he still edits for us. So, <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, we appreciate. It's just categorically a, a silly move. Yeah, it's a poor decision overall, but he's stuck with us now. He's signed another contract. He, he We have a lease on Dylan at this point, and it's quite a... Uh, <laughs> Quite a good one. <laughs> All right, so already, so so are, are we celebrating his birthday, Sean? Uh, kind of in a way. We're Is we're celebrating it bullshit? by mentioning it, and uh, we're gonna celebrate it by giving him a nice juicy episode to edit because you know <laughs> oh, who needs real gifts. <laughs> For your birthday, Dylan, we are giving you work and nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to love. enjoy it. Well, you, I will upgrade your cage. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll paint the bars, you know, a nice dark shade of black just to make it a bit more uh, tolerable because I feel like the pink is growing a bit, it's gotten a bit old on me. You know, putting a goth kid in a pink cage is very funny and amusing for a while, but, you know, once you have it that way for three years, it's a bit rough, you know? Sometimes maybe just... maybe we'll, we'll even start feeding you daily. Ooh. Now, let's not get too carried away, right? We don't want to spoil the boy. But with that in mind, I figured the one of the best ways to celebrate our lovely editor is to give him a nice, juicy, thick episode to uh, edit. Something that he can really, you know, cut his teeth on experience-wise. Something that he can, like, show in his portfolio so that when he eventually does break out of his cage and decides oh to leave us, he has a very good, like, uh, sample to show people. Oh, uh, no, I'm just imagining any world where where you have an episode of this in a portfolio and it just does not bode well. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Uh, it, it bodes well for like the, the quality of the editing. Oh, it's great. Our, our sound quality and everything. Uh, it, it's real, real good. But the, the us. The <laughs> us is the hard part. <laughs> Like, it's going to be a, a case of, wow, you made these guys half entertaining? It's impressive. Like, you're yeah, hired. I, yeah, I guess, I guess if you did it before and after, then maybe. <laughs> Just show them our very first episode and then show them oh, one of our God. most recent ones. Oh, it no. would, it'll, it'll do the job, I think. It'll do the job. Uh, but with that in mind, Remington, I figured it, we, it was about time to do a bit of a revisit. Oh, fuck. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you so negative? Last couple revisits we did, you've quite enjoyed. Yeah, and that trend can't keep up. I mean, what? Ram, do you really think that little of me? Yes. 
I, I, I thought a brief moment. Yes, yes, the answer is yes. You really think I would break your streak of having some pretty decent revisits and then just dive straight into, like, some unmarketable garbage? Uh, yes, I believe you would like to make me suffer. Well, don't be ridiculous, Remington, because this is completely marketable garbage. That that does not help. No, it it helps. It helps us get, you know, people listening to the podcast, honestly. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but what, what, what does it do for the greater good? The greater good? <laughs> The greater good is that we get to uh, <laughs> educate you further on one of the hallmarks of anime culture. All right, And that, okay. that brings you closer to the people, and therefore you can have a more thorough and realized opinion about uh, the anime you cover, and it can forever shape your opinion in future episodes. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, Rem. It's only, like, we gotta, and yet there's still room for you to grow and for your opinions on shows to shape. Because, I mean, after all, we haven't even finished that many shows outside of movies. So it's honestly time for us to get, you know, back into the swing of doing a revisit a bit more regularly. I mean, we've done a lot of new series lately. We've done a couple old series. I just thought that if we work towards finishing some anime for once, you might actually become less of an angry person. All right, all right. So it sounds like we, we're not only revisiting, we are finishing at least uh, at least a season, uh, perhaps a series, of an anime. We're, we're getting to the end of one from, from what I gather from all that. You are correct. We are going to be finishing oh, a season oh, today. Okay. Uh, and it's been a long time coming, Rem. All right, all right, all right. I'm just getting in in, in a decent mind space, Sean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, G- mm-hmm. A good head space. Okay, I'm ready for whatever the fuck you're about to throw at me, all right? I'm impenetrable. I am sure? a wall. You're sure? Nothing I say right now could break you. I am like the Berlin Wall, which, as we all know, cannot be torn down. Oh, Rem, I've got some bad news for you. Aw, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, wrong comparison. Titanic, then. What a big ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that sinking feeling you're uh, you have in your chest right now, Remington. Uh, that's not the ship. Let's say. Uh, I think I well, no sense in waffling about it anymore. Uh, Remington, it's about time to finish season two of Sword Art Online. No, Sean. No, no. Rem, it's been almost no, a year and a half. No, Sean. No, you don't. Need Rem, to it's do been this. a year and a half. I mean, Sean. it's been so long. <laughs> let's negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> negotiate make a deal <laughs> it's been a while since i've had to deal with that nonsense my life has started to to finally get mildly better not much because it's still berated by anime on a weekly basis but you know it's not sword art online so that's a plus but remington Re- our boy Recky's writing has only gotten better over the years well yeah but not in season fucking two <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, you got through, you got, look, you got through the first part of Sword Art Online, you know, the Alfheim stuff, not the Alfheim, excuse me, the Aincrad stuff, they have very similar names. Then you got through all of the god-awful Alfheim stuff, then we got through Gun Gale Online. So really, it only makes sense that we finished the second season, man. I, I mean, this. you only have a handful of episodes left in it. All right, okay, all right, I, I'm, I'm gonna slink back into the abyss. Well, you don't know that, Rem. This is actually one of the most highly rated parts of Sword Art Online. No, you, no, sir, you don't understand. This is only the finest, tastiest bullshit that we can muster. <laughs> From only the finest bowls, might I add. And I figured that this would be a good opportunity to flip things around, Remington, because ever since we did our double episode special on Sword Art Online... Yeah, yeah, no, that's... Th- that's ingrained, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, to be fair, that was kind of your own fault, my man. I disagree on You told me to go as hard as I facts. could, and I did. 
Did I, I not go as hard as I could? I take no accountability for my actions. Well, don't worry, Rem. I'm not going to make you watch anywhere near as much, and I'm not going to pull another double-week special on you, because that would actually kill you, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, instead, we're just going to finish the second season, so that when we eventually do get to the third season, which most people agree is the best season of Sword Art Online to date, you won't have to, uh... No, you won't no, no. be able to kill yourself as easily. Uh... <laughs> Because your arms this. and spirit will be so crushed that ending your life would be just an, another meaningless action. I hate this. So, Remington, what do you remember from uh, the last time we watched Sword Art Online? What happened exactly? Um, okay, one sec. Oh, my order of operations seems so screwed up. What one was the last one? I think gun I'm getting Gale mixed up. Online. It okay. was the arc with Death Gun and the, and the murders of gamers. Okay, yeah, th this was one that... It pretended that previous characters were relevant by having them sometimes watch uh, watch our original bland bitch protagonist on screens and stuff and be like, wow, look, we're still here, uh, including uh, Asuna, which yep. it, like she is just such an afterthought, weirdly, because uh, there's they're still going full on harem nonsense. Just now his w literal wife is just not involved. It's weird. Um, you have the the sniper girl. Cena. Um, yep. Uh, and, and, oh, you, you had the worst tournament arc of all time. <laughs> you had the single worst abomination of a tournament arc that you could muster. Oh, you mean the one round that Kirito fought in and won, and then a battle royale that we saw, like, an episode and a half of? Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> but, Remington, what about the dramatical murder and the twist at the end of the series? It was so iconic and memorable that clearly you must remember every aspect of it. And it doesn't keep you awake at night being so goddamn angry at that's how it went down. Not and must definitely have not it. pissed off at, at the uh, the OP that spoils that quest. Oh! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I'm not projecting. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, yeah, the f oh, you fucking reminded me of the fucking OP, and, and I criticized that, talking about people being like, wow, it's so deep, because it spoils everything, uh, and, oh my god. Yeah, no, the twist at and, the And at the very daddy. end, he, he just shows up, ready to kill, and it was, there was this really, I don't remember the exact scene, but I remember having lots of complaints about how it was handled in every uh, way. It's just that the only like, person shows that up could to the have been the murderer was the murderer, and oh, the murderer yeah. was actually three people, two of which we never see. Yeah, like, th they imply more, but don't worry about it. Uh, and then uh, our bland bitch protagonist saves the day, um, but in real life... Yep, uh, and then he nearly gets stabbed in the heart with, like, a, a needle that uh, would have potentially killed him, but he got saved by literally a, uh, a heart pressure monitor on his chest. <laughs> The exact, the exact <laughs> size of the syringe that gets stabbed into him. You yeah, know, what the fuck was that all about? Look, man, I'm oh, all for so like, uh, like an object stopping a fatal bullet, as it were. Uh, but I draw the fucking line at hospital equipment. Oh shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I had repressed all that until, until you mentioned the OP, but yeah, I'll, oh my god. Oh yeah, no, I still occasionally think about it in the middle of the night. I wake up in a cold sweat. I scream to the heavens. Dylan uh, breaks down my door every night and be like, ah, ah, ah. oh, it's the sword art dream again. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but it's okay, Remington, because 
while the second season has a total of 24 episodes and we watched 14 episodes of them, uh, the remaining nine episodes have nothing to do with the uh, Gun Gale stuff. Yeah, I, I don't At know. At all. I, I don't remember <laughs> if, if that this was brought up like in the episode or if we just talked about it afterwards. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do recall you mentioning that there was more and that it just wasn't relevant. And I was just so confused because there's an ending. It ended. Oh, yeah. yeah like, you'd think it would have ended at that 14th episode, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Surely it would have. It would have ended, like, right when the story is done. That's usually a good, good time to end stories is when they finish, yes. Yeah, yeah, when the season's done. But no, 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 they had another little uh, mini-arc. Uh, rather two mini-arcs at the very end. I mean, hey, man, it prints money, so I guess why not? And I guess a 14-episode core just didn't sound good, so they wanted to make sure they got the, that full 24-episode core. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, uh, and I guess it's all technically canon. I looked it up. None of it is technically filler. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no, on this podcast, we won't watch filler because there's no point in watching filler unless, like, it's intrinsic there's like something intrinsically canonical about it because i'm not gonna do that to you because like what happens when we get back to naruto one day and we have to watch a huge chunk of it and like a good 50 percent of it is filler and i'm not making that number up yeah i i i, I like that it's like ah oh, the rest are like you know hey there's a lot of things you can say about it but it is technically canon <laughs> Does that make it better? Does that make it worse? Hard to tell. Uh, but with that in mind, I'll tell you what, you can save it right now by saying that that Klein comes back and is the star for the whole thing. Klein is actually the star for the first two episodes. Holy shit, there's a chance! <laughs> You'll see. What, are those two episodes the most powerful and relevant in the series? Maybe. Could oh. they be cut out completely and have no issues on the effect of the rest of the story? Excuse me, Sean. It seems like you, you might be trying to imply that as much as anybody wants it to be the case, Klein is not, nor will ever be, relevant. I mean, he's very relevant in these uh, three episodes, I will say. <laughs> He's very, very relevant. Oh, uh, fuck. So with that in mind, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little idea of what you're about to get into, but then we'll just jump straight in. It's two yeah. separate arcs. We're going to complete them all. Then you don't have to think about Sword Art Online for a long, long ass time. Uh, generally speaking, in the aftermath of the Death Gun incident, as it's called, uh, which it's a shame because like calling it like the Phantom Bullet or which is what I think they originally called it would have been better uh, because Death Gun is such a stupid name and I cannot get over that fact. I still uh, can't get over Like, oh man, Sword Art Online, one thing they genuinely do well yes. is interesting concepts. Oh yeah. Like you hear a premise and if you don't see that it was written by Reki, you're, you can be like, ooh, I wonder where that will go. There's lots of possibilities there. But then if you learn it's Reki, then you're it's going to be like, very straightforward, very bland, very horny, and just bad. And so it's like, but the concepts, and I maintain, I, I said this way back in the first Sword Art Online, and I think I've repeated it ever since, that I genuinely think 90% of the reason why it became so popular is just the interesting premises that people imagine themselves in. It, yeah, it's wish fulfillment. That's yeah. the that's the crux of a lot of isekai. They just imagine, yeah. wow, what if? And and that's what gets it going. Yeah, and I, no matter all the shit we give Sword Art Online, it did spark the isekai boom uh, that is still, like, imploding today. I think we have, like, 
seven different isekais in this anime season that we're talking about. Uh, which is too many. Some of them yep. are okay. A lot of them, not so much. Uh, but you know, we, we get we get a golden isekai at least once every season, I will say. There is usually like one really solid one, at least. Uh, but again, it's, you know, monkeys and typewriters. All right, but, so uh, give, give me an idea of what we're going to have, Sean. All right, so in the aftermath of the traumatic incident, uh, Sinon uh, kind of joins the little group, and they all play Alfheim Online together. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, okay. All and right. the first little arc is about a, a rare, unique uh, quest line that they all get to go on. <laughs> okay. In the game. Sure. Uh, but that's the Klein-heavy part. Okay. I yep. wish it sounded better. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. Uh, I mean, it's probably better. Probably. <laughs> All right. All right. And, and then, then the that... remaining, the remaining uh, seven episodes uh, are all, uh, are is the arc entitled the Mother's Rosario arc. <laughs> I am a fear. <laughs> I, I felt your, like, post-traumatic all... <laughs> stress twitch all the way over here. Like you like, froze I, I know, I know it's just like a, a ros- rosary, right? And, and right. That, that's all. But oh man, throw a throwback in all the wrong ways today. All right, cool, cool. Yep, the Mother's Rosario arc. That is a arc that, believe it or not, is not entirely centered around Kirito. Oh, thank God. All right, who who is the focus? Asuna. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God forbid we do someone fun and interesting. Even Klein, like, I think Klein is underutilized. I can't say Klein is great, just that he has unused potential. Yeah, he is kind of like the odd man out in the Kirito harem, isn't he? Oh, man. Okay. All right. Let, let's... But I will say that there, the last the Mother's Rosario arc features mainly Asuna and a new character that gets introduced. So maybe this new Why character... Why would you introduce a new character? Because that's what the whole Develop character is about. Develop the ones right? you have! Please, Reki, please! Reki, no, give me a little... Reki, Reki, give me a tiny ounce of character development as a treat. <laughs> Just as a treat, as a taste. Please, Reki. Ooh, ooh, is that character development in your pie? Ooh, that's unexpected, Mr. Kawahara. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. Okay. Okay. So with that in mind, Remington, let's get into the final two arcs of Sword Art Online Season 2. Let's jump straight in. All right, but is Dylan home yet? Previously. Okay, I'm ready for whatever the fuck you're about to throw at me. All right? I'm impenetrable. It's about time to finish Season 2 of Sword Art Online. (laughs) No, Sean, no. Up next. I don't know much. Is it possibly one of the best battles of all of Sword Art Online? Yeah! Dear Sean Rollins, you son of a bitch! Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after finishing off the second season of the absurdly popular Sword Art Online 2. And Remington, I was honest, I told you, not as much Kirito as the... uh, prior part to the season, so clearly I did you a service. You can't- Dear Reki Kawahara. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) Why do you insist on hurting me so? What have I done to be deserving of this fate? At this point, I've spent more time with you than I'd like to acknowledge, and yet you still find new and old ways to crush my spirit and toss me into the abyss. What 
the fuck is wrong with you? And what is wrong with me that I can't escape this hellscape that is Sword Art Online? Love, Remington. Wow, it's been a while since you've done one of those. <laughs> you, I, I, Rem, what, what, what seems to be the problem? I thought that, you know, less Kirito in your life would have been the ultimate solution to rounding off a season of a show that people have kept asking us to return to. Dear Sean Rollins. Okay, here we go. Now that we talked about- You that. son of a bitch. <laughs> Why do you insist on hurting me so? What have I done to be deserving of this fate? At this point, I've spent more time with you than I'd like to acknowledge, and yet you still find new and old ways to crush my spirit and toss me into the <laughs> abyss. What the fuck is wrong with you? And what is wrong with me that I can't escape this hellscape that is anime out of context? Love, Remington. <laughs> is that your plan is to just communicate entirely in passive aggressive open letters to the audience and me? <laughs> Um, it's been rough, Sean. <laughs> not, not gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. To to anybody, you you uh, to the people listening to this, you've probably listened to our other three episodes of Sword Art Online. Like, you can't. There has to be. Maybe there's like one guy who thinks that like, oh, but this is the moment he'll change his mind. And so I guess one of you will be disappointed, statistically speaking. But the rest of you, you all know. You all get what I'm about to say. You know where I'm going to go with this. Like, th this is not, this is nothing novel. This is nothing new. This is nothing groundbreaking. This is fucking Sword Art Online. I mean, technically it's a light novel. Oh, oh, the son of a bitch. <laughs> so, so, also, you, Sean, you son of a bitch, you said nine episodes. I will have you know it was ten. I miscounted. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> when, Plus, nine when sounds I'm, much I'm, better than ten, so I figured by the time you realize there was a tenth episode. I'm like, oh, okay, it's this last one, but then I see there's a fucking other one. And I, I was like mentally prepared to be free, but no. Oh, no. So yeah, let's jump into it. It's, it's probably a real long episode. You guys see the fucking timestamp. Every Sword Art Online episode lasts a fucking eternity. Uh, because there's there's so much to get through. Not just in, in the amount of, like, story content. Just, good God, the amount of things that I need to bring up. Because Reki, he can't keep getting away with it. Uh, apparently he can. <laughs> <laughs> he can and he does, god damn There's it, There's a whole Reki. third season, Rem. All right, so this is separated into two arcs. For the first three episodes, we are in the Excalibur arc, right? Uh, so, so let's t talk a bit about the Excalibur arc. And how integral and important it is to the overall plot, right? Oh, yeah. Let me fucking tell you. So uh, we, we start this off, right, with uh, Kirito and his sister getting news uh, about uh, Excalibur being uh, found by other players, right? But they, turns out, already found Excalibur, uh, as we learn, getting exposition because they intervened on a battle between this elephant jellyfish fairy and uh, a big giant demon, right? Um, they, they intervened, they saved the elephant fairy, and it, it flew them up and showed them Excalibur. Um, and it's really weirdly done because we don't see much of the battle. And you would have thought, like, maybe the battle would be a good fucking starting point. Because it would be, like, cool in-media res. Uh, it'd be intense. Things happen. All right, cool. But instead, it's just a, a flashback to something we've never seen before. And that it largely skips over anyway. Why? <laughs> Reki! <laughs> <laughs> and this, this will happen many more times. Where it's like, 
Hey, by the way, something interesting happened. Wouldn't it have been cool if you saw that? <laughs> and then and they'll do some animating for it. They're like, hey, here's like a, a glance or two from that scene um, that didn't exist. And it's like, what the, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? It's one thing to skip over the interesting bits, but then to skip over and then flashback to like glimpse them, but not really. What are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, uh, they, they invite the ensemble cast over. You know them. You love them. You might remember their character designs, but not their personalities because they don't exist. Uh, especially not here. Um, they're, they're all hanging out and chatting or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, they eventually decide there's some weird exposition on the magic that doesn't matter at all. I don't know. There's a lot of conversation about magic in this arc, despite not being very relevant in this arc. Oh yeah. No, like, like 100%. <laughs> they spend they're trying to explain the mechanics of the world, which I think the uh, Reki goes into a bit in the books. But the thing is, is apparently it wasn't well enough established to... Look, man, I've ranted about the game design aspect of Sword Art Online on more <laughs> like than one, one of the occasion. Things, but, one of the mm. things that's emphasized in this arc is like, wow, Klein, he doesn't do magic, all right? He, no magic for Klein. Uh, but here's how the magic works, and here's a big emphasis on different types of, of magic, and the team isn't very magical, but you know? And, and so it really felt like they were building up for Klein to, like, use some magic or something. No. No, no, it, it doesn't. Literally, that it goes nowhere. It just whatever. Um, but continuing on, uh, it, it turns out everyone is trying to get to Excalibur, right? Uh, because it's it's a reward for a quest or whatever. Cool. All right, sounds interesting. Um, and, and so they take their uh elephant fairy named Tonky. Tonky, I I like Tonky. Um, by it's just a cute creature, and so it, it it's not well done. It's just my standards are low for cute creatures. <laughs> it was also the one point of solace in the entire experience, it's, I imagine. It's for true. You. So they, the whole ensemble, they they get on Taki and they're they're ready to fly to Excalibur, and they see a bunch of people fighting. Right, some have tamed the demons and are fighting the elephant fairies down below. Um, which it's trying to make us sympathize, like, oh man, those poor elephant fairies. But I that. They are just pixels. Like, they... Yeah. It is a game. Yeah. Like... I mean, some people play the Horde, some people play Alliance. You know how it goes. Yeah, it's just how we do. Um, And at one point, they're like, it's so strange that the quest to get this sword is to kill a bunch of monsters. Why? Why, why, why is that that strange? <laughs> that is like the RPG quest. <laughs> like, it, if anything... It's, it's the blandest you could possibly be. It is the most normal and the most bland choice. How is that weird? Uh, I don't know. It's because they weren't sheep butts specifically. Like, uh, it, it had to be like a weird <laughs> mythical creature. Uh, if it was like a sheep butt thing, then it would be more standard, you know? But, but of course, but of course. And, and you might think, so since they heard about the quest and the reward for the quest is Excalibur and they're trying to get Excalibur, you, Sean, reasonably, yeah. you would think, all right, well, let's start the quest. Right? Yeah, absolutely. They just, like, didn't do that. And it's not even, like, that they deliberately didn't. It's that it didn't even cross their mind. <laughs> it did not even... Didn't even think about it. Um, It should also be mentioned, there's some weird moments of, like, while they're preparing and, like, getting ready to fly towards Excalibur and everything. Like, there's a scene, they're going down some steps or whatever, and you have Sniper Girl, she's playing the game now. Seen on, yeah. And she... Yeah, she's a cat. 
and and Kirito just grabs her cattail and tugs on it right in front of his of his girlfriend slash wife Asuna. Yep. And there's this really weird moment, and there's a few more weird moments. It it's weird and uncomfortable. It's also odd, but I guess a little bit admirable that they they pretend like the ensemble matters in this arc, which is sort of nice. They pretend it for mostly just this episode. Yeah. But I mean, that's more than they did for the entirety of the second <laughs> it's, season it's so far. True. So I mean, it's uh, it's true. It's a step in the right direction. Tiny baby step, but it's a step. All right, so then they're flying to Excalibur, right? And then all of a sudden, this this sort of goddess shows up on the elephant ferry they're flying on. Who's she's like? I'm the queen of the lake, which makes sense because you know, uh, uh, K- King Arthur, queen of the lake, sword, blah blah blah. Excalibur, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. makes sense to me. Yeah, that's how the myth goes. Uh, and she gives exposition on Frost Giant versus Hill Giant. Wait, hold apparently, on. hold on. The <laughs> Fro- wait. I don't remember Apparently. Frost Giants and Hill Giants being in King Arthur. Whoa, don't, we'll get to that in episode two, Sean. We'll sort of, ish, kind of. Uh, but the Frost Giants are the the big demons that do not look at all frosty. And then the Hill Giants are the, the, the elephant fairies. Well, that makes even less sense. And they explain this. For, like, a third of the episode is just exposition about that. <laughs> like, it is wildly unnecessary, but they feel that time. In episode two, Sean, uh, the, the reason why um, you get mixed and match mythologies is because of the automated quest generator, which might just be... No, I don't even know if I can say it. It's one of the dumbest things Sword Art Online has done. It's one of the dumbest. Uh, the, the automated quest generator, which apparently this is... It takes different uh, myths from around the world and it will uh, randomly generate quests by sort of mixing and matching these myths, right? Which is a bit of a neat idea, right? Um, But one, there's no testing before. Like they are just thrown out into the world. Two, uh, and this seems real fucked, um, the automated quests, uh, you know, there's, there's, I I would say a handful of myths throughout the world that deal with the end of the world and the apocalypse. Just, you know, yeah. a, a, a small handful that deal with the literal end of the world, right? Right. And so you'd think, okay, so what happens if those get mixed and matched into an automated random quest? Well, the answer is, well, I guess the world ends because there's nothing to protect against that. Not only that, the world can end in literally an afternoon. Like that is the time scale. And no, none of the developers thought this was worrisome, that their whole complex AI world could end in an afternoon where no technical support is available. <laughs> this is also is not to say all of the less savory myths that have to do with, you know, I, I, I will be kind and just say sexual impropriety and, and let you guys fill in all the blanks there. Um, without any foresight, this quest generator, it, it, uh, as with so much in Sword Art Online, for half a second, for half a second, you're like, wow, that's neat. And then for 20 minutes, you're like, but what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, do you really want me to get started on why I think that the whole, uh, quest generator thing is a abysmal implementation of an interesting video game idea? Because I could go on for a long ass time. It's so bad. You know how much I love roguelikes and the in concept of like a randomly generated uh, gamescape. 
I, putting that into a story-based MMO is not a good idea. Like, what you could do is, like, create that, right, so that you create a list for the people working in the company, mm. and then they use these automated generated stories, and then they build upon them, right? They they workshop those, and they're like, okay, cool, these are what we can be inspired by. Random generators uh, are for inspiration and not for whole plot lines. <laughs> I'm looking at you, it, average It just DM. makes no, no sense. So then we skip... Th so basically, they have to get Excalibur before uh, all of the elephants are dead. Furthermore, there is this... This guy, the, the NPC who offered the quest, who we never saw, right? We never saw anything to do with that. But apparently, they are lying when they say that the players who do the quest will actually get Excalibur. And in actuality, they will get a fake sword, apparently, and then the world will end. And that's how that will go. Um, And the world will end in such a way where it cannot be repaired. Like, I, I could not get into the depths of how dumb this is. Please, listeners, tell me you understand how fucking dumb this is. All right. All right. We're on episode two of ten, by the way. We're still, we're in the fucking slog of things. This is why Sword Art Online takes so long. It's because it's so uniquely bad. So then they go, they fight uh, a Minotaur. Two Minotaurs, actually, but it doesn't really matter. One, oh, they're uh, resistant to physical attacks. Maybe it's going to be relevant that that none of them really do magic. Oh, but don't worry. All of them can just use magic with their weapons. So I don't know why they weren't doing that before or why they didn't immediately do that. So then they just do that and then they immediately win. Okay, cool. Also here we get introduced, this is a tangent, but we get introduced to the HUD. The HUD shows up on the screen for a few times in this arc and it looks like, uh, it looks like default assets HUD nonsense. It looks terrible. Uh, it's not a big deal, but oh god, it's terrible. Um, we we get some exposition about dual wielding some more, cause that's what we fucking needed. We get a really cool robo arachnid enemy thing. It gets immediately defeated. It doesn't matter. Um, it was very accurate to the mythos, wasn't it though? <laughs> yeah, you know, in that Norse King Arthurian legend of the cyborg arachnid. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so there's a trapped waifu and Klein is horny. Everyone's like, it's a trap. But Klein is like, my dick disagrees. And, and so he saves her and it's Freya. And just pretend you don't know anything about Norse mythology. Um, well, mm -hmm. you know, it, it sort of works if you don't know anything about Norse mythology. Uh, because... I mean, I know, I know the story that it's based off of, like this <laughs> yeah. whole... I, I'm very much aware of it, and I know what twist is coming. It's just very wrong. It's just very wrong. <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Kirito, despite thinking that it's a big trap and thinking that it's the most important thing ever because the whole world that they've developed, their home and everything can get destroyed, um, he's st still just like, yeah, sure, she can come, and no one else has an input because they're not Kirito. Um, they get to a treasure room where they meet, I can't remember his name, it doesn't matter, King of the Frost Giants. Um, and, oh, wait, wait, one side note, also weird thing, when they were doing exposition about dual wielding, right? Yeah. At one point, Klein's like, wow, what's that? And it's, they explain dual wielding, and Asuna's like, wow, deja vu, and it then cuts back to that, that exact moment happening in the first series, right? Um, and then, yeah. and then Kirito says the weirdest shit after her being like, deja vu, 
He's like, oh, no, it's just your imagination. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you unnecessarily gaslighting her about trivial bullshit? What's happening? <laughs> oh, I forgot that part it's happened. It's so weird. What the fuck is happening? Anyway, um, so Frost Giant, uh, third and final episode of this arc. Um, there's a fight. Um, it's not going their way. They're running low on time. Freya shows up, fucks up uh, the, the big old King Frost Giant um, and gets or finds her secret hammer. She's like, oh yeah, wait, somewhere around here, there should be uh, my secret hammer, uh, which we're on a time crunch. Why didn't you mention this sooner, bitch? Uh, but you know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, so she grabs, she finds the hammer, grabs it and turns into Thor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freya just turns into Thor, uh, kicks the ass of the frost giant king, gives Mjolnir to climb. No, you know, Klein, the, the, the notable hammer user, <laughs> yeah, who's like, always no seen reason. using a hammer, and it's like it's not even like I guess it's because he rescued her. It, it's a, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a bit dumb. But then they're like, oh, but we are running out of time because we do still need to grab Excalibur. Then they see Excalibur in the lower chamber. It's stuck in uh, in crystal, right? And so Kirito goes, and he he has to pull it out, and we all know uh, the story of Excalibur. And so it's stuck. Oh, they're all like, oh, no, it's stuck, but it's not really stuck. He tears it out, like, super easily. He just breaks it out. Um, it's it's just not a, a, a big deal at all. Yeah. Uh, and, nah. and, and so then, uh, though everything is crumbling. The part where they're on, it's it falls down. And it's like, oh, no. But fortunately, there's Tonky. Tonky, the elephant fairy, comes to rescue them. Um, and, and Kirito, he has Excalibur. And he's like, I can't jump to Tonky nor can Tonky grab me like he grabbed a couple of the others for some reason. Uh, so because Excalibur is too heavy, I have to yeet Excalibur? I don't know. It's a weird moment. You ever just chuck a sword at your friends? So, well, he doesn't even like, he's not like, hey, catch. He's like, he tosses it very far into the void. <laughs> and there's no reason for him to do that. There's no reason for him to toss Excalibur. And so he gets on talking and he's like, oh, it sucks that I don't have Excalibur. But then a uh, sniper chick shoots an arrow to that grabs Excalibur, gives it to him, and is like, every time you swing this sword, imagine we make love for some weird horny bullshit. <laughs> That's decidedly not what she said. It's what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the connotation, all right? Kirito's massive schlonger influencing the mind of all these innocent men. And every, that what's going genuinely, on? she's like, remember me every time you do it. And everyone's like, oh, this is pretty uncomfortable. And then Kirito is, and Kirito's just like, yeah, babe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, then there's this really weird moment, all right? There's multiple weird moments. This episode's a bit of a clusterfuck of weird moments. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, the lady mm -hmm. of the, the lake, she shows up. She thanks them, right? And she's like, oh, my two sisters want to thank you too. And so her two sisters show up. And then Klein is super horny for one of them. And then they play it off as heartwarming. <laughs> where <laughs> Klein being like, oh my God, that babe of a goddess. And, or Klein can't catch a break. But, but the moment it's built up is like, oh, romance. What? And then they're talking and they're like, oh, Excalibur, but you know, isn't it normally called Caliber? Caliber, you know, like a, a bullet, like guns. 
caliber, but then also like caliber one's potential, right? This is actually really meaningful, guys. <laughs> Don't you know, Remington, if you want a plot point to be really powerful and meaningful, you have to really drive it in like the final nail in the coffin. Ricky, why do you do this to me, man? Uh, so, uh, finally, we, we get, uh, the fairy daughter, she's in the cafe through the cameras because Kirito, he works with Mechatronics, uh, which we'll explain that in, like, starting the next episode, because it, it starts to be important. Um, yeah, and so that's the Excalibur arc, R real, real bad. <laughs> Remember when we recorded uh, our previous Sword Art Online episode, and I said we would probably skip it because uh, it's if it, it was filler. I thought until I looked it up and turned out it wasn't actually filler. Should have fucking skipped it. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's not. It's not filler. You see, Kirito has Excalibur, and you know they couldn't just explain that through a flashback like they explained every fucking other thing. All right, all right, all right. Compose yourself, Rem. We still have a whole other arc to get through. <laughs> we have seven more episodes. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm in hell. All right, so episode, episode four. Let's talk about the, this arc first in the abstract, so then we can get into details um, a little bit smoother, right? So this arc is focused on Asuna. That's real neat. I appreciate them not sucking Kirito's dick as much in this arc. Um, then further, you might th the the our current ensemble, fuck them. Who needs them? We get introduced to some new characters. Six new characters, in fact, Sean. Um, and you know, aren't you so excited to meet six brand new fleshed out characters? Well, fuck you, because I would say between the six of them, there's one character total. Um, and I mean, like, if you add all of their characters up, you get one character, maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and most of that character comes from, uh, Yuki, who we'll, we'll get to. Um, but even she is not a great character. Um, she, ha oh. she is a trope, and we will get to what trope she is particularly. Um, also... Can, how great is it that Reki cares so much about our ability to remember the names of characters that he named two different characters Yuki? <laughs> oh, it make, makes it nice and easy. Thank, thanks, Reki. Um, but th there's six characters, and none of them matter. One of them, mat one of them matters. The other five don't matter at all. And none of them have good characterization. And they're supposed to I mean, to be, they matter to Yuki. They're supposed Isn't that enough? No. They're supposed to all be close friends and stuff. They have no chemistry, no interaction. Everyone centers around either Asuna or Yuki, and that's it. Um, because Reki, he can't imagine anything outside of the spotlight. He can't even fathom anything existing without this, with outside of this very narrow spotlight. Uh, so, all right. What? So, what's what's all Ms. Rosario uh, uh, about? Uh, let, let's see. So, uh, everyone's in in game doing homework, right? We have the normal ensemble doing homework. Um. And Kirito is sleepy. He's sleeping, but he's still logged in. And I feel like if you fall asleep in the game, you should be logged out. I feel like that is common sense. Um, but no. If you fall asleep in the game, you fall asleep in real life. I, I yeah, it's just it's weird. It's a weird thing. But Kirito's sleeping because he's just so exhausted. Uh, what we're gonna get through. Let me mention Kirito's bit for like all of this in Mother's Rosario arc. Kirito he takes a back seat. Um, not because he is unimportant, but because he is the deus ex machina throughout the whole arc. Because he does mechatronics, which is robotics, programming, engineering, design, uh, computer science, all of that. And furthermore, not only is he like learning it a little bit, 
He is prodigious. Uh, he is just the best fucker ever at all this shit. Um, you know what we call that in the real world, Remington? What? Engineering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, well, I mean, it, it's specifically like ro- ro- mechanical engineering with ro- a robotics focus. Um, so, but so then also, but then, then also huh? heavily into the software and everything. It, it's literally everything. Literally, it's literally everything. Yeah, it's it's all fancy electronic future stuff. Quite literally everything. <laughs> if you're good at one, you're good at it all. He's good at it all. God damn it. Uh, so th- his thing is to show up, and you might think, oh, that could be interesting. Seeing something he's passionate about. No, it just shows up. Of Kirito can do anything. He can do anything and help anyone with any problem related to VR. Um, so even though Asuna. Some things which aren't even explained, I don't think. We'll get to those. Anyway, so that's Kirito's purpose in this arc. The rest of the ensemble doesn't matter. Forget about them. Uh, now, without further ado, let's continue. So, uh, apparently, there's going to be uh, a little Christmas Eve update where their opening floor is 21 through 30. And Kirito and Asuna, they had their house on floor 22 in the old version of Sword Art Online. So, they want to get it again. Um, and at first it's like, oh, so is that going to be the idea of this episode? Well, like seven minutes in, they do it. So not really. Um, <laughs> like they're like, oh, this is what we want. And then they just do it. And then we still have over half the episode to go. Who needs conflict? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, I, I have a thesis statement at the end relating to Sword Art Online conflict plot, etc. Um, but we'll get there. So, uh, they're all chatting. Once again, Kirito is asleep because the only way he's not relevant is if he's asleep or just completely away. If he's on screen, he is the main character, and they will not let you forget that. Um, but apparently, there's this person, uh, Zekin, who's been dueling for only a week, but they've made a name for themselves because they're unstoppable. They're just the single strongest thing of all time ever. Because that's the only way Reki knows how to build a threat is by making them categorically better than literally everything else. Except maybe Kirito. No, no. They, he makes them better than Kirito at first. And well! then... So, Zekin, he's, he's been dueling a bunch of people, right? Nobody knows why. Uh, but uh, it, it, it turns out that uh, even Kirito lost to Zekin. But there was some weirdness going on. Um, who knows what's up? Uh, and, and so Asuna's like... All right, well, then I'll fight him. And most of this episode is talking about Zekin. Like, I mentioned seven episodes, I mean, seven minutes of the episode are to get to the house. The rest of the episode is talking about Zekin. It would have been neat to, like, see Zekin duel, to see all of these fights that all the ensemble characters are like, oh, yeah, I challenged him and lost. Uh, And even Kirito. But instead, we just hear it secondhand. Reki. Why do you hate showing story? Why is the only way you tell story through telling it verbally through bad dialogue? Reki, come on now. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's genuinely the, the rest of the episode. It's all talking about Zekin. Um, there's also a weird bit where Asuna, like we get into Asuna's rich girl problems a little bit, which we're supposed to be sympathetic to, but I, I struggled because it's like, Oh man, I'm just so wealthy and my parents want me to to marry some wealthy guy. They're not going to force me or anything, but that's what they would prefer. And they want me <laughs> to like go to a rich school so that I get a high quality education. 
But I don't want to because my school, which we know nothing about, means so much to me. Well, I mean, it's the school, obviously, where all of the sort of online kids go together. Which makes you know, no fucking sense! But sure, and, and her mom is like, hey, but it's it's sort of messed up that they just put them all in a school together. It's more like an internment camp. Uh, I, I think it would be better to get you out of that school, and I got the money to do so, so you know. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I understand not wanting to, but also the mom isn't a villain for saying that. Those are fair points. Yeah. Also, they're kind of technically full-ass adults at this point, if I remember. Yeah, wait, my wait, wait, right? I, I have written down, why doesn't she just, like, if she feels like she's so oppressed by her mom, why doesn't she just get an apartment with Kirito? Like, just live your fucking life, dude. <laughs> that's, yep. that's an option afforded to you. Uh, and then we get the uh, end credits where we see that Zekin is actually uh, a young girl. Uh, it's revealed next episode, but it's also literally revealed in the end credits of this one, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man, we've already ranted about the OP in the first, like, oh, fuck. of the first half of this uh, season, and while the Mother's Rosario one is not as bad, you know, I don't want to talk about it. We should just move on before I get angry again. All right, episode this is, five. This is all, this must be about you, Remington. I need your perspective. Nobody wants to hear me get angry about something. Sean, if he disagrees with me, Sean will mention he disagrees with me. Um, <laughs> but until then, so uh, episode five, uh, we learned some more about Zekin because that's what we fucking needed. We learned that Zekin has been chilling on floor 24, right? That That's where he's been doing his stuff. Which is odd, because he's been doing this for a week, at least. Always on floor 24, apparently. And yet, w we just unlocked floor 22. But apparently, they did a good old SAO time skip. An SAO time skip is where there's a, a time skip that you know nothing about, and it, it just happened. And you only learn from context that it happened, and it's very jarring. And it, this will not be the last one. <laughs> Yeah, Ricky's gotten a bit better at it in his uh, rewrites of the original series, I will admit. He was better Still at it in right, season though. one! In season one, he at least... Well, I mean, he wasn't great at it. There was some awful pacing. But they would usually be like, hey, it's a few months later. <laughs> like, I, I could almost keep track of it in season one. I still couldn't. I couldn't, but I almost could. Uh, So, uh, we had some more chat with mom, blah, 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 right? Um, The mom is a terrible character, Um, and... It, it's pretty pointless. Anyway, Asuna goes. She gets ready to duel Zekin. Apparently, uh, Kirito said something weird and nebulous. He found out her secret that she is a, a child of the... Uh, what's it called? The... I, I wrote it. The full dive technology itself. Um, which is a dumb statement. That also, even when you know what's up, it's still sort of a dumb statement. And why doesn't... Oh, yeah, because it doesn't... It doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't mean anything. Like, if, if I told you, like, oh, it's a child technology, and then she was like, oh, is it just someone who, like, plays a lot? And he's like, no. And so it's like, okay, so does he mean it's, like, an NPC? No. What he means is it's someone who plays a lot. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he means. That he says it's not what it means, but he, that is what he means. Um, so uh, does that make me a child of anime because I watch a lot of anime? Yes. Uh, so Asuna goes to fight Zekin, who turns out to be a girl named Yuki, and Asuna's like, "What? It's a girl? Girls can be good fighters, despite literally most of their fighting group being female because of." Kirito's harem. Like, this should not uh, be... Not to mention that that she herself is also... Yeah, like, this should not be a reveal. Like, <laughs> you don't need to do this. Reki, why do you think... I think it's... Reki, 
I, I get you're trying to show like, hey guys, women can fight too. Yeah, we know. <laughs> you don't need to present it as a reveal, Reki. In fact, it's a little weird that you feel the need to do so repeatedly. And if you're gonna do it, make it super casual so it's not like the main thing about this character. Uh, but one, one, one thing I appreciate uh, is that this fight, like Yuki, she's, she's uh, just, just a young, uh, happy-go-lucky girl, right? Uh, she duels Asuna, and we actually get fight choreography. Oh my god. Uh, like we- It's taken in two and a half seasons, but we finally got there. <laughs> it, it is genuinely amazing when this happens. Like, is it a great battle? No. Is it possibly one of the best battles of all of Sword Art Online? Yeah. And I'll take what I can get. Um, Asuna loses, but puts on a really good performance. And then Yuki is like, all right, I'ma choose you. And just flies away with her. Just kidnaps her. <laughs> and then uh, Yuki is like, hey, I need your help. Uh, and that's, that's where we end episode five. Uh, so then we get to episode six. Yuki is like, hey, here's my guild. Um, here all of them are. You don't need to know any of them because they, they, they are color coded and that's their personality. We got the red one, the green one, the yellowish green one, the light blue one, and 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 the 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 the, the dark one. And there we go. And that that that's their personality. I've covered it. Um, they try to imply a little bit more personality on like three of them, a little bit. Not really though. No, the most of the implication comes from the uh, Mother's Rosario version of the OP, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like all of the character development happens there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about. Reki builds character exclusively through telling you relevant details the moment they become relevant and montage, but not montages like. Like you get a Rocky montage building it up, right? No, a montage like in the end credits or something. That's uh, that's where Reki. To be fair, to be fair, that's not that's not Reki. That's that's the anime. Studio. All right, the anime studio does more character development than anybody else. Um, yeah. So, like, you, you can't give Reki too much credit for the uh, you know the OP and ED and all that jazz because other people worked on those. Uh, so you can blame Reki for all the writing, uh, which fine. is awful. So uh, the the guild they want to. Uh, beat a a big ol' floor boss all by themselves, right? Uh, because it, if they could join with other guilds, but if they you join with other guilds, then only the guild leaders go on this inscription that we're just learning about. Uh, and they all want to be on the inscription. And you might think, well, why not, like, just each of you start your own guild and join? You're all wildly talented. It wouldn't be that hard. Um, you could even get lower level players and it would still be very helpful and they would be happy to join. Um, uh, don't think, um, just, just stop thinking. Also, that's a very bad mechanic. Like if there's a reward of your name on a like in-game object that it only goes to the leader of the guild. You know how many fucking people are in guilds and MMOs, Reki? Do you understand how huge well, some of these guilds to, are? To answer your question, Sean, only seven, apparently. Um... <sighs> because apparently, despite I feel like this being a plot hole, they say that guilds can only be of seven people, and generally you need seven guilds to fight. Which then uh, we meet a that's different a squad, not a guild. You, cunts. I swear, we like we meet a guild in the future, and I swear they're just talked about as one big guild. Like I could be wrong about this. It uh, it feels like they were just referenced as a single guild, like they were a and big old not... raiding guild. 
and let's not forget, you know, that all the guilds in like the original Sword Art Online game had like several dozen people per guild. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like what, what do I, what do I know? <laughs> like what Red Reddy. It's not like what? it's a re like the the Alfheim Sword Art Online is a remake of the Sword Art Online. So surely the same guild mechanic would be included. But no, no, why would it be? Because that would make too much goddamn video game design sense. Fuck. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It, 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 I got distracted. I would call Hold it a, a a silly idea. So uh, Asuna accepts. She's real excited, but then she gets disconnected by her mom because she's she's late again. And her mom said that if she was next time she was late, that she, she was just gonna get disconnected. And apparently that was a month ago, even though it was last episode. Cause oh, go good God, it, time. Um, it's, also, it's not real. Also, what about what are the connotations of just like unplugging somebody from a full dive VR system? I don't know. It could be uh, it could be jarring to say the least. Yeah. Um, but also, if if the mom said that's what she was gonna do, and apparently like she's tried to like be like, hey Asuna, and and talk to her outside of the game and get her attention, and Asuna just like delayed. So once again, it's like, is it a bit strict? Yeah. Is it unreasonable? Not really. Yeah. Like. It, it's still within the realms of rationality in my mind. No, I agree completely. Uh, but and we're not even parents. Yeah, we're not even parents. Hey, hey, we hey! Think this is fair. Don't we? We got Samantha. Uh, well, yeah. But Samantha is our, our very responsible daughter. All right. Yeah. L- let me clarify. We're not good parents. Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Samantha parents herself, and she does a great job. Uh, <laughs> so in fact, she takes care of us more often. We're that trope. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Asna doesn't want food she just walks and cries and it's a weirdly overdramatic moment and all of the drama in this arc is bad um it Reki is terrible at building realistic and interesting stakes he just none of it feels important and if it feels important the only way to do it is if it feels ham-fisted and that is not good but nonetheless uh back into the vr they plan, they practice, getting ready for the the big fight, right? Um, then they're on their way in. They catch some invisible guys who are scouting out. They fight the boss, and unfortunately, they lose the battle. Um, Sean, do you want to know what the, the the this boss battle attempt was? Surely, like this is our first time seeing the guild fight together. Like, yeah. Um, they they just skip it. They're like, we're about oh. we're about to fight. This is like the goal. This is what we want to do. Oh man, that didn't work out the way we wanted to. And that that's it. And then once again, once again, they flash back to a moment in the fight we didn't get to see. <laughs> they flash back to Asuna recognizing a familiar that was watching them and watching for the boss's tactics, which feels wildly unnecessary because apparently there's no consequence for like trying to fight the boss. So like they could have just gone in there and scouted out by like quickly losing. Yeah. But instead they just sent a familiar and watched some others fight. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know how many raids I failed because I went with the Leroy Jenkins approach? <laughs> it happens. You learn. Yeah. And so uh they're like, alright, so we gotta go and fight immediately after. Uh so apparently like don't worry, there are no cooldowns for anything. And also they don't need more supplies or anything. They're fine. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Um so they go and sure enough the the, the guild that was spying, this big raiding guild that's known for kicking ass, they're, they're getting set, right? And they're in front. 
Uh, and they're like, hey, can we get in front of you guys and, and give a fight? And they're like, oh, no, we're just waiting for a few more members. And it's like, oh, how long are we going to have to wait for? And he's like, about an hour. And they're like, that's way too long. You should let us fight, which is reasonable. But then the rest of the group comes in like less than an hour, in like two minutes. Is like just the rest of them. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, ETA an hour and we'll be set to go and then you guys can go after. But instead it's literally two minutes, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, yeah, look, conflict is hard. <laughs> it's hard to write conflict. And so, it's like, alright, we'll fight you guys for it. Uh, us seven versus you, 40. It's like, oh, those are bad odds, but we'll see. Uh, and it also seems terrible for both teams, because once again, you're going to use resources you can't afford, but forget about it. Don't think about it. Um, yeah, you, the, you think... the 40 of you in the one guild, but where you're only allowed to have seven in a guild. Don't worry. It'll only be seven versus 20, because the other 20 are stopped by Kirito. Kirito. Kirito, Deus Ex Machina, he shows up, along with Klein is also there. <laughs> Klein is there. He wants to be a main character so bad, Remington. Can't we let him be a main character? <laughs> we don't even but see him we... do anything. He's just... <laughs> it's like they acknowledge that he's he's around. <laughs> They're like, he wants Whoa. to be important so bad. Why can't we let him? Oh, Why can't fuck. we get our poor, sad, horny boy like to the top of the rating crew? <laughs> so Kirito is like, I'll distract these guys for three minutes. And apparently in three minutes, they just wipe out the other 20 and get in there. No problem. Not much of a distraction. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It seemed all pointless. It felt real dumb. Uh, but episode seven, we're making progress, guys. We're making progress. Episode seven, we got all that going on, right? They get in the boss room. Yuki for a moment. You might notice I haven't talked a lot about Yuki. That's because she hasn't done a whole lot. Like, there's, there's genuinely not a lot to her. I will be talking about her a lot more in the following episodes. Um, but Yuki's like a little bit sad that Kirito helped. I don't know. Um, then they get yeah. to, to the boss battle and they're all struggling. Unfortunately, um, the boss is is very, very kind. Um, he, he is very sluggish and he stops completely when they need to plan and chat, um, which, you know, very generous of him. It's it's like when I play Killer in DBD and I'm just picking on little baby survivors. It's, <laughs> it's, you got you to gotta let them, you know, run around and figure <laughs> things out for a second. Otherwise, it's just not fair. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so the, the boss stops and they're like, hey, wait a minute. You know that obvious weak point? Do you know the gem on its chest? The obvious weak point that it keeps guarding. What if we targeted the obvious weak point? And they're like, oh my god, that's such a good idea. So they target the obvious weak point and it's a one-hit KO. And apparently no one thought of that. It's literally a gem in the chest. If you see this big beast with a random gem in their chest. Guys, guys, you play, you've been playing MMOs for a while now. You know how this works. You know the drill. Come on. Recky doesn't, though. Recky doesn't. Recky has no idea how games work, and it is so frustrating. So, uh, well, he has, like, barely an idea, which is more frustrating. He read the World of Warcraft wiki page. <laughs> so, um, they, they've succeeded. They did it. Very easily. Uh, they, they have won. Everyone gets invited over to Asuna's VR house. They have a good time. They're all chatting. Asuna's like, hey, what if I join the guild? And they're all like, oh, I don't know. Because it's been, they've made it clear that they're going to disband the guild and stop playing uh, very soon, right? Um, which I'm not going to spoil the twist, but they have multiple times in very sad tones said they wouldn't be able to play as a group for much longer. So I'm going to let mm -hmm. our listeners possibly just think like, what could it be if they're saying this in a very sad tone? Who knows? We'll get to it. 
Um, it's probably exactly what you're expecting. It was what I was expecting. Um, they couldn't afford their Sword Art Online subscription anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're just fucking broke, dude. Yeah, MMO subscriptions are a thing of the past, guys. You got to stop doing them. Oh, man. So, uh, they, they, uh, take a picture at the inscription with all their names on it. Um, Yuki calls Asuna big sister, which she also did in the fight. And they, like, made a big deal about it during the fight, right? Like, mm -hmm. Asuna was like, wow, she called me big sister. But it's not a meaningful moment because she, I feel, she's called Asuna big sister, like, casually every episode. Yeah. But then they, Asuna suddenly, like, in the fight, she says it and she's like, that's so weird. She called me big sister. Oh, my gosh. How meaningful. And it's like, this has been happening. This isn't the first time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm genuinely confused. Like, I don't... Uh, if, if, if I'm remembering correctly, it has to do... Like, there's, like, a little bit of a, uh, like, a disconnect between what was translated and uh, the exact phrasing and suffixes used, but it, I, I couldn't be arsed to give you the exact details because I can't remember them, honestly. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, That's the only explanation I, can, explanation I can give that would make any amount of sense, so I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah, so Asuna's like, you called me big sister just now and in the battle, but only then. Never, never before. Don't think about it. And Yuki tears up and disappears. Uh, just logs out. Uh, episode eight, we talk to uh, Sion, uh, and and Sion, she's she's one of the the guild members. This is the first time you're hearing her name. She yeah, I was I was genuinely like, is he mispronouncing Sinon again? <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I genuinely forgot her name. And she is like the second most relevant guild member, but also not at all relevant to give you an idea. And so she chats with Asuna at the start of episode eight. And Asuna's like, I don't understand. I've been trying to contact her. And Sion is like, yeah, all right, bye. And just locks out with two. <laughs> like, it is uh, not a conversation. To be fair, though, I have done, like, that is probably the most MMO accurate thing that has happened in this uh, little arc, I think. <laughs> yeah. So back in the real world, uh, Asuna is going to school and gets a call from uh, Kirito. She meets up with Kirito and Kirito is like, Hey, you want to meet up with Yuki? Here's where she's at in this hospital. And I, once again, some Deus Ex Machina. I I don't know. Did he explain how he got this info? Uh, if he did, it was very brief. Like maybe related to his mechatronics. Like he hacked into the system or something. That's my best guess. Maybe I missed it. I'll but it from my memory, he's just like go here. Also, from my, uh, I, I don't know much about medical law in Japan, uh, especially not medical law in Japan in, like, the near future. Uh, but surely there's got to be some kind of HIPAA violation in there, right? <laughs> yeah, like, they got to have some version. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So she goes to the hospital and is like, hey, I'm looking for Yuki. Uh, and a doctor shows up and is like, hey, here's everything you need to know about Yuki. Uh, but don't worry. Again, HIPAA. But I mean, I know I, it's I, not American. Well, I wrote this down, John. Apparently, Yuki did give permission because despite Yuki not telling anybody, and that is specified, not telling anybody, including Asuna, that she was at the hospital, she st Yuki still believed that Asuna would go to the hospital. And so told her doctor to tell Asuna everything, even though Yuki didn't want Asuna to know anything. Do you understand? Are you getting it? Does that all make sense? Mm. Is that all cohere? Mm. Is that all mm. a good a good logical mm. plot point right there? Mm. 
not hold on Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense in the fact that it doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, um, I'll be honest, all of episode eight, all of it is exposition. Yeah. The, so the doctor is like, she's on the metacuboid, which basically she's suffering. She's very sick. So she is just living a VR life, basically. She's just attached to VR. And that's how we deal with the final stage of life for just, you know, uh, palliative measures. Um, and Asuna doesn't grasp the whole final stage bit until later, apparently. Because um, yeah. despite the doctor basically being like, she's dying, and so we're just trying to make it easier so she's hooked up to VR. Later on, there's going to be a reveal where it's like, oh no, she's dying. And Asuna's like, what? <laughs> she's dying? Yeah, although I will say, genuinely, I think that is a very cool idea for the full dive system. Like, hospice care? That's fantastic. Oh yeah, no, like, uh, I, I think it is... Uh, better explored in other mediums, but I... I oh, yeah, 1,000%. But I just wanted to point out that I do like that as a, a sci-fi uh, concept I, because... Uh, I agree. You know, hospice is a very uh, touchy thing, and, uh, you know, that seems like a great way to help out. Uh, but uh, it's a shame that, you know, the man who can't write a simple PSD story is uh, having issues with this. And, oh, God, apologize. I forgot gonna... about the PTSD art. Oh, no. I forgot yeah, all no. about how that was handled. Oh, Don't no. worry, it'll it'll come up again like in the third season at some point randomly if I remember correctly, but it's it's not super relevant right now. Uh, Speaking of delicate I, topics this, that Reggie should not handle. Yeah, uh, but hey, no sexual assault in this one. It, it's true. Uh, uh, which is great. Um, but I will say we are bashing Reggie a lot and at the end of this episode, I will apologize to him uh, because he doesn't deserve all of this bashing. But we're very passionate people in the moment, so... Uh, L let me put it yeah. this way. I think... I don't think that any of our listeners should go bash Reki. Don't do that, all right? If you guys no. interact with Reki, you show him respect, all right? Respect and we be love. But not in a creepy way, in a normal way, all right? Uh, but us, on this podcast, he does deserve what I'm, what I'm dishing out. He deserves what, what I'm putting down. But that does not give any of you permission to, to, to dogpile. All right? Understood? Yeah, we're the assholes. We're we, the assholes yeah, we, here. <laughs> we're the assholes. We, we've earned the privilege. Um, all right. So uh, there's a bunch of expo exposition about the, the mecha cuboid VR system. And then there's a lot of exposition about AIDS because yeah. Yuki has AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reki, you don't need to do this. <laughs> like, you're writing the story. You you make the choices. You didn't have to say that she had AIDS. <laughs> I appreciate the throwaway line that it's like, something along the lines of like, there AIDS, there's still people too, more or less. That was the sentiment of the line. I, I appreciate that. And like, uh, sort of trying to destigmatize AIDS. That's nice. But also, I don't know if this is like the way to yeah, do I mean, it. cancer is still a thing. And I feel like that's a like that's a much broader topic. <laughs> it, it's just a weird. It's a weird. Well, don't worry, John. We'll get to cancer. Um, <laughs> a different character has cancer. Um, then we also get exposition about Yuki's twin sister. Once again, all of this I specify. It's exposition. It's it's an info dump framed as emotional resolution, where it's like, wow, hey, by the way, this. It's it's like watching an entire movie, right, Sean? Right. Uh, choose choose any normal movie, Sean. Just any normal one that I would be familiar with. So you're limited. Uh, since you mentioned it earlier, Rocky. Rocky. All right. So yeah. So, so you tell the story. Wait, have you seen Rocky? Uh, no, no, not at all. God damn it. 
<laughs> you, you want to choose a different one? <laughs> oh, God, what's a movie you've seen? Fellowship of the Ring. I know you've seen that. All right, yeah, so it's, it's like this, right? Um, and you, you watch all of it, right? Right. And it, it, oh, man, it's so meaningful. And then at the end, they're like, and you know, Frodo's relationship with Samwise is especially meaningful because Frodo's brother died of cancer. So, you know, it just... <laughs> that relationship actually even more meaningful than you thought, huh? Wild. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. That's, Frodo, I know I remind you of your dead uh, brother. That's not like, how you don't tell worry, I don't take it personally. That's not how you tell a story. It's like, <laughs> you, you gotta just develop the relationship. You can't be like, actually, this is why the relationship was meaningful all along. <laughs> like, I may not be able to carry your emotional trauma, Mr. Frodo. But I can carry the story. Also, it's a bit weird that Yuki cares so much more about Asuna than like all the her other guildmates that she's been with for years and who've supported her. But Asuna is the main character of this arc, so she she's the most important one. And also, genuinely, there's there's a, a bit of a, a love interest shown from Yuki towards Asuna. Uh, Yuki, one of the few females not wanting to jump on Kirito's stick, she wants to hop. Mm -hmm. Into Asuna's pants. It's Reki. <laughs> Reki. Yeah. Meaningful friendships exist, Reki. Yeah. Not all relationships are surrounded by lust, Reki. Yeah. Also, Reki, did you have to kill off the lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> like that's another co that's another issue <laughs> in a lot of media that we we should probably talk uh, about. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, oh man. All right, but you know, all right, we're we're getting close. Uh, two episodes left. The uh, episode eight ends with meeting in-game one more time and Yuki being like, I want to go to school. Um, and so Kirito does mechatronics stuff and builds a camera that Yuki can attach to. Uh, thank God the software is just compatible with everything. And, uh, and so- I uh, mean, it's, hey, to be fair, he was already working on that technology. It's true, it's so true. So that his surrogate daughter could join him in the real world. It's still, which, uh, place me critiquing that right here all right just imagine the critiques for that are here um yeah no trust me i look everybody still hates yui it's fine <laughs> she's so i haven't mentioned her but every time i see that little fairy daughter it's weird and uncomfortable and i hate it um but nonetheless so uh so austin is able to just put a, a camera on her shoulder and yuki sees through that and can talk through that and the teachers are supportive and the students are supportive. And I actually, that this is genuinely one of the better things this bit does. Because they could have made a dumb little drama point of people being like, that's so dumb. And like being like, oh, this is what high schoolers are like, right? Uh, but, but no, people are like, hey, that's really cool. And you know what? We're super supportive of everything that's going on there. Which like I get high schoolers take a lot of shit, but especially nowadays, this is much closer to how they would react. Like most of them. Super chill about this type of thing. So I appreciate that they didn't have unnecessary drama here. Um, so then they go to like Yuki's old house so Yuki can see it one more time. And while while there, there's a shoehorned message of, about like they talk about their mothers. And Asuna's like, yeah, I, it's tough for me to talk with my mom. It's just weird. And Yuki is like, have you tried communication? And Asuna's like, oh my God, that's, that's the solution. I've never tried communicating. <laughs> It's really dumb. It's a dumb. Yeah, it turns out communication, uh, b relationships benefit from communication. Who the fuck knew? Who would have fucking thunk it? I mean, Reki only barely learned it for this arc. So. <laughs> I, and I feel like th this applies here. In 
a lot of SAO, in, instead of character development, relationship development, or even plot development, instead of development, you get reveals. All right, to sort of explain what I mean, instead of having something grow organically and for you to see all the nuances of it, instead, Reki is like, hey, by the way, this is how this is. This is what this character is like. This is how their relationship goes. This is what the story is doing right now. And I find that to be a terrible way to tell a story. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Asuna goes to her mom and is like, hey, let's talk, but in VR. And the mom's like, what? No, that's ridiculous. And it's like, please, just a little bit. And fortunately, Asuna apparently has two headsets. She's a rich girl. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Um, and so both her and her mom go into VR, right? And she takes her mo mom to the window. They look at, at the snow-covered forest. And uh, and Asuna's like, hey, doesn't this remind you of of our, of our of my grandparents' house? And then we get a big, long exposition. Once again, everything I just mentioned. We had exposition about Asuna and her grandparents and the grandparents' relationship with her mom and that dynamic going on and all of the things they shared together and why it's so meaningful. Um, and they just shoehorned it right fucking here. Yeah, no, because, Rem, I, I, we didn't mention it this episode, but you, you can't forget the core meaning of every SAO story. And that's what you do in the game world is just as important as what you do in the real world. Uh, so you got to make sure that that gets in there somehow. Otherwise, it's not a proper SAO story. Yeah, so the mom cries and they, they chat a little bit. And Asuna's like, I want to help people. And I want to pursue what I'm passionate about. And whatever I pursue for schooling, I want it to be geared towards helping people. And I feel like that's all totally valid and doesn't refute any of the mom's points. Because it's like, the mom could be just be like, you want to help people. And I think the best way to do that is to be well qualified. And the best way to be well qualified is transferring schools and preparing for college. And it's like, that those would be some good points. But despite that, the mom has been convinced and is like, all right, you don't need to transfer. Cool. Uh, finally, let's get to episode 10, the final episode. Guys, we're fucking here. We're, we're, oh, you, you've been with us, listeners, for the whole episode. Thank you. We're almost there. We're so fucking close. Yeah, we've definitely been over an hour at this point. It, uh, uh, and it's it's been rough. I assure you, it's been rough for me. Um, fucking SAO, man. So, uh, there's a full group party with both meaningless ensembles. There's a sentimental montage with all of the characters, like, and doing stuff in real life, in the game. And you know what's crazy, Sean? Hmm? This sentimental montage made me realize something. Oh? SAO as a drama, terrible. SAO yeah. as an action-adventure, terrible. SAO as okay. a romance, terrible. Oh, wow. But this little sentimental montage, maybe SAO could survive as just an interesting slice of life with some neat world building. Maybe because Reki is terrible at introducing stakes. He feels the need. The only way he can make something feel important is if it is the single most important thing and if it is better than everything else except Hirito. And, and that's just not great. It, it means that all the stakes feel uh, artificial and dumb. So what if we just didn't worry about the stakes? What if these were just kids hanging out in a neat video game, man? And I think not only would that be a better show, Reki, I think you would be better at writing it, maybe. Maybe. So you just want to watch Bo, uh, Bo Free Maximum Defense again. Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's much better. <laughs> I, but I feel like you could have SAO in the Bo Free style. 
and that it would work. I think it would work better, unironically. Yeah. Like, and the sentimental montage in episode, uh, like, 25 or whatever. I'd say episode 10, the 10th one we watched, but it's episode 24. Um, yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure our, our listeners are clever enough to translate that in their heads. <laughs> yeah, um, but in, in this final episode, the sentimental montage where like you see little interactions between characters and like these moments—that's what I wanted more. That's what I wanted everything to be. You don't make it the Kirito show. You just have all of these characters. Maybe you have an episode all about Liz and Dragon Girl, who always is there but doesn't matter. Uh, either and maybe they have a little story where they're doing something like sort of go western animation on this if you know what i mean where it's just every episode is more or less standalone uh just showing emphasizing different characters emphasizing different stories but it's all pretty just casual and light-hearted and interesting and fun and that would be so much better <laughs> anyway uh that that's not what we get instead yuki is dying uh <laughs> 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 Asuna gets a text that's just like, hey, come quick, she's fucked. <laughs> and uh, they they go, she goes to the hospital, gives a VR farewell, where then Yuki gives gifts her, like, the single greatest sword skill ever to Asuna. Yeah, her, which, her unique sword skill, which I... You can just uh, gift the skills? Yeah, what? apparently. That Apparently. feels broken as fuck. Also, it never even. Well, I really... mean, it's broken that there are unique sword skills in the first fucking place. And yeah, like there's so much. Reki, play a game, <laughs> please, Reki, play a game. Jump Reki. into jump into Final Fantasy <laughs> 14 for like 30 hours, and just, you'll just automatically write better video games. Just stuff. give it a go, bud. Um, <laughs> and and Yuki is very weak. Also, it's it's a little bit weird because the game canonically is supposed to shut you off if. Because it can sense your, like, vital condition and everything. And yep. it's supposed to shut off if things are going awry. Which, like, they are. She's almost dead. But don't worry about it. Um, don't think about it. Um, all the all the ensemble, they show up and they're like, Hey, we're supposed to be your friends too, so we're, we're here. And then every character from the entire game shows up to say goodbye. Because in the 20-minute ride over to the hospital, Asuna was able to organize... Every player game showing up to say goodbye. Well, it's not every player in the game. Just just like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which once again, Reki, it's okay if if you don't make everything the most important thing for everyone. That's okay, Reki. That's all right. In fact, it's probably better. Um, so then we we get to a, a huge memorial service. Um, we chat with the real Siyun, briefly mentioned her earlier, um, who's like, I had leukemia, but I got better, and we get some exposition about that. Um, we learned that Kirito is gonna help out with the, uh, metacuboid device that was helping Yuki. Um, and then we get a huge reveal that I had to Google to make sense of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, trust me, I, I forgot about it. I'm, like, it's, uh, uh... The reveal. I can't even remember the reveal, Remington. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one sec. Let, let me make sure I'm getting this right. So, the the reveal is that the person who developed the uh, metacuboid was none other than Professor Kujiro Rinko. No, no, not. Oh, well, you know, Kujiro Rinko, the helper of Kaiba 
Akihiko, you might you might remember that name. Maybe. Because yeah. they were the one who developed, like, the, the, the SAO nonsense. They were the one who fucked everything up. Yeah. Um, so they were the assistant, I guess, of the guy who fucked everything up. Yeah. And everyone's like, dun, dun, dun. But I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. And I don't know, like, what I'm supposed to think. I don't know what it wants me to think. I don't know what it's trying for here. It's a weird moment. I mean, it's only the third time Kaiba Akihiko has been a plot twist. <laughs> it's so weird, dude. And it's not the last time either. Um, And then we get a real-life party, hang out with a bunch of the characters, and then a photo. And uh, cool. All right. Um, And man, this final episode, it would have been so much more interesting if any of the characters mattered. Um, Kirito matters. Asuna matters. Yuki almost matters. Full stop. That's it. We, we, we've accomplished the list. I mean, Klein was there, though. Klein was there. <laughs> he was around. In the background. I'm, I'm, I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I'm wasted. I, that. Uh, well, think <laughs> so this far way, in the fucking abyss, dude. Well, think of it this way, Rem. It couldn't possibly get worse from here, right? That's some bullshit. Every time I think I've seen it all, Recky. Recky, you could not surprise me any further. And then I watch more. And then he comes up with shit like, like the, uh, automated quest generator and i'm like recky you've outdone yourself and i do not mean that in a flattering manner i i don't understand recky you are an enigma of a man <laughs> you are you are a mysterious enigma oh god this is this is everything i wanted from this is it we don't finish enough shows on this podcast and i figured <laughs> this would be a great uh place to start you know I've i mean watched, it's kind I of our watched so much of sword art online so much and you know the fucked up thing mm, it's it's that Rem? it's our most listened to content the it listeners is? they they fucking love this stuff and 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 oh my god it it just it, it hurts it hurts so i i hope i hope upon hope that you guys are still enjoying it um i'm not i'm not but like that's <laughs> why you guys are so hopefully hopefully you guys are are still absolutely fucking loving it uh, you're, you're like, oh, yes, Remington's pain is delicious. And then some of you will be like, actually, Yuki was a very well-developed character. And then there will be a minority who are like, the Sleeping Knights were all really fascinating. Um, and, and then... Oh, that was the name of the guild. I, it, I genuinely <laughs> paused for a second. I was like, who? Oh, right. And some of you will be like, wow, Asuna had such a fascinating arc going from spoiled rich girl with mild problems to having being a spoiled rich girl with no problems <laughs> i don't know dude i oh fuck i i'm in the abyss i i my thoughts are broken i'm a dead man i mean rem you didn't watch that much you've only seen 49 episodes of the show oh my fucking god i i, I have nothing more to say i'm done i'm done okay take okay. it away then before we go around, uh, any no, chance? Uh, no, 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 no. You don't want to guess at the mouse score? This could be an interesting one. <laughs> I don't give it. I don't want to guess. I, I, it, guess insert number here. No, I don't want to watch more Sword Art Online ever. Please, dear God, don't make me. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Ren, we have a format. We've got to commit. Oh fuck! All right, I don't know. Is is I'm gonna say it's it's a it's two. Two. I'm gonna say the mouse score is two. <laughs> uh, a solid two, <laughs> making it the lowest rate reviewed show we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like not even X Arm was that low. I don't think. <sighs> no, Rem. With one million users, it has a rating of six point seven. 
I'm I'm so happy to hear that sick. Yeah. No, don't worry, Rem. Ever since it came out, there has been an enlightenment, and it is one of uh, anime community's favorite punching bags. So a lot of people understand it's awful, uh, but some people still don't, and that's what we got to be concerned with. And with that, Remington, final question: Any chance no. you'd like to watch? No. no, Sean. No, Sean. If no? you have, if you have any mercy in your soul, you will never make me watch any more Sword Online content ever again. Well, we'll have to see what about that next week. Next uh, week. Don't you? Until then. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this content of a man going down the spiral of depression that is Sword Art Online, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It means the world to us, and it helps us grow even more as content creators. But if you want to support us even more directly, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where both myself and Remington regularly play games and do a bunch of variety content. We're new to the Twitch scene, but we're trying our best to get better. But if that is still not enough for you, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including the opportunity to have your name horribly mispronounced by a very sad, sad man. So, Remington, who are we thanking this week? I don't know. I guess, all right. Y'all blame bitch protagonist Yandere Waifu saying, all right, cool. I'll uh, move on. Wait, blame bitch protagonist Magical Girls. Now we move on to Yandere Waifus. And on that <laughs> list, is, is, I, I'm sorry to all of our patrons this week. Um, Walk me home gently. VTubers ruined my YouTube algorithm. Susan Dure Dragon, totally God. The world shall know propane. Taurus Moon, sorry, mother. Silent secondary. Sean wants to fuck Arya from Aragon because he really enjoyed the book Dark with Light. Uh, facts. Scooby Looby Booby Doopy Hoopy Goopy Oopy. Sarah Birch, Sammy Pritchard, Salty Pretzel, Sequoia Faye, Remington Merrill, Remington Help, I'm the real Sean. Oh, fuck. Rem, you failed the name pronunciation <laughs> test. Rem wants Shiyoko to be his white sword senpai. Redneck Weeb, ready to be isekai'd. Navi, Mike the Mutilator. Matthew, my brother, unironically likes SAO drum. I, this one's for you, bud, or your brother. Yep. Makachab92, Luke Offenberger, Lonely Geek23, Juan Haritos, Jax. It's been one week since you've looked at me. Uh, insert the rest. Uh, Ichigo Simp 15 I Remington demand that you, Sean Rollins, show me Jinro the Wolf Brigade next week. Uh, that, this, uh, is some, this is some high-level psychology there, Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a whore. She said, my life's a bore, so quit my whining because it's bringing her down. I committed war crimes in the Battle of Spaghetti's work and all I got with this stupid mug of that's, that's, <laughs> that's really the best joke in the whole episode <laughs> i believe in tag eyes against supremacy hunter davies glenn michael dole ghostly bichy i need more joey wheeler in my life gate duck far 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 i learned that was it's, it's a danish uh tongue twister apparently i i don't know what it means uh i've, I've yet to translate it I'll, i'm gonna do that afterwards um fuck of love fox and boy fruit is the best v shoujo girl farmer weeb wants and joey wheeler hey yooks if your girlfriend tells you she's wet tell her to turn off the shower uh el dude reno <laughs> data type Dark Swarm 713, Danny Morbido, Shy 900, Christian Crawford, Cheese Monkey, Cage in the House, Broke Bitch, Blake Dubin, Baron Von Muffinbeard III, Baby Bun, Ariel Bird, Anime Duck, Anime Aunt is shown trash and needs more JJK, Andrew Rauke, Elise Howard, Alpha Weeb, and Adam McLaughlin. Thank you all so much. But we move on. We get to the Boy Wizard tier uh, this week. Oh, fuck. I don't, I can't, I don't know, man. One sec. <laughs> I don't know. One sec. Uh, uh, okay, cool. Everyone is going to get their own spell from SAO. Yeah. Oh, no. That's related because oh, no. it's magic. All right. Wolf. I ha I've broken this man. You get... It's just called gravity magic. 
It's just <laughs> Gabby, magic wolf. What I wonder you? what it does. What? Oh, it, it changes gravity. Oh, cool. Watashiwa Ochinchin Daisuke. Uh, you get a fire spear. It's spears, but they're fire. Pelster, the symbol gear head forget. You get the melody of aggression. MT the poet. You on the other hand get the melody of confusion. Uh, Momo the Griff, you are going to get retrieve arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel Delion, you're gonna get vacuum blades. That doesn't sound like a spell. It, yeah, it is apparently. Um, huh. uh, Kazum Rocco, you are going to get a uh, butterfly shield. Justin Kessinger, you're gonna get Aquabind. I call Bonjour Daddy, you get Fenrir Storm. Hanada is a ball of sunshine, you get hit point buff magic. <laughs> Which is different I, I than- I think that's just called healing. No, right above it is healing magic, okay? It is a oh. separate category. Oh, I see. Enrique Prince Torres, you get Metamorphosis. DJ Hires. No. You <sighs> get Peeping. Uh, what? Declan Zariah. You get sacrifice. What? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. Now we move on to the Shepherd of Musco. Oh, you guys are so fucking great. Oh, you guys are gonna get. You you guys are are each gonna get some of the most important characters from Sao, a sleeping knight. But none of you get Yuki. So. Mm, so. <laughs> What? This is the most backhanded compliment you could give to our Zachary Shirley's open to all eight inner gates. So heavy breaths. Let's just revisit Haikyuu. You get Nori. Which color was that? Uh, She's the edgy one wearing black. Ah. Silicon Spectre. You get June. He's the the little red one. Raftalia's my anime waifu. You get Tolkien. Fun fact. First name, Christopher. That's right. Christopher Tolkien. Um, (laughs) He's Scream. And then... My mom gets Techi, who is the, he's, he's the yellowish one with a shield. And that's it. You guys want to contact us? I don't know. Twitter, email. You, yeah, you guys have heard it already. <laughs> you and guys with know that, the yeah, and with that, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna make Remington a nice cup of hot cocoa. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna, I'm gonna put him in a nice uh, swaddling blanket. <laughs> I don't and, like what uh, you said about next week. Don't worry about it. It better be a joke. You know, this is a comedy podcast. It could be a joke. But with that, everybody, we all love you very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. <laughs>